millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to Undercover Lover, the unofficial podcast of Love Island 2018. Hello, hola, and hi, Jack. I'm Harriet Minter, and this is Undercover Lover, the podcast for anyone who's ever wondered if watching a group of young women wear ill-fitting bikinis whilst they try to win over a group of men whose biggest worry in life is which brand of protein shake makes them fart least might be a waste of brain cells. If that's you, then fear not. We're here to turn a fairly basic ITV2 reality TV show into serious intellectual viewing. You're welcome. This week's show might sound slightly different, and that's because I have taken a cue from the Islanders and hopped on a plane and gone for some sunshine. Yes, I am on my holiday. Uh, I'm on my holiday in the Portuguese mountains, where, quite frankly, Wi-Fi is not the greatest. But we're going to try and make it work and hope that we get through this whole thing with as much love and loyalty as Jack and Danny. Uh, Cracking on with me this week is journalist, author, and Love Island superfan, Daisy Buchanan. Welcome, Daisy. Hiya. Hello. Uh, So it is week five in the villa, and things are definitely heating up. Bad news for Alex's skin. But in the space of barely seven days, we've seen new relationships made and broken. Adam has finally been booted off the island and Georgia has banged on about loyalty so much that I'm beginning to wonder if this is her audition for the Mafia. What has caught your attention this week in the villa? Um, definitely Georgia. Now, I don't know if this is the experience of other viewers, but I have had a very up and down relationship <laughs> with Georgia. When she turned up and all she seemed to do was sort of say her own name, like, I'm here to do this and I'm Georgia and... My first feeling was, every morning, I will pray to all the gods that I am never in a WhatsApp group with this woman. <laughs> she was quite full on to get it. And then I had the same thing where I was like, I can't, I can't cope with you. I can't cope with having you on my screen. And then I sort of fell in love with her a bit. And this week, I feel like I'm going back in the other direction again. It was. And I, I don't think we can forget that with when when Danny was really really upset about Jack and you know when Laura's been upset about whether it was Georgia who was the first to come and, and comfort people she seemed to be one of the very 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 few people on the island who was aware of the other people on the island as people and not just people to have sex with which does make a change for most of them, I agree. Um, a real sweetness to her and a real humanity. And I think that now, I don't know if it's that 
moment that I think they all have at one point or another where they go, oh, hang on, it's a competition. I'd quite like to win this. I want screen time. I want the chance to actually, you know, I can't have a shot at the 50 grand and the much more important lucrative endorsement deals if I'm not definitely going home with someone. Um, and so I think we've all been perhaps where Georgia is, where we think I'm not the sort of person who does uh, this thing, but here I am doing this thing. But yeah. don't judge me for it because I'm not that sort of person. I've been um, like that, well, throughout most of my 20s, but smoking. <laughs> I've never been a smoker. And the number of times I've taken people's cigarettes. And it's funny because um, I, I don't smoke. <laughs> and yet here I am with a cigarette in my hand. How did that happen? I really recognise it from, um, I think, my early 20s holidays, girl gang holidays, where you'd go out and you'd go out as a gang and you would pull a group of boys. And there would always be one boy left and there'd always be one girl left. And I was always the one girl left. And you'd be there thinking, oh, God, I'm going to have to pull your mate because everyone else is pulling all of your mates. And I really don't want to, but I'm going to have to. Oh, well, I'm here now. I'll just get on with it. That was my experience. That's what, And that's what I really feel with Georgia right now, where she's in that situation where she's like, everyone else is coupled up with everyone else. I've just got to go wherever there is an option. But she's kind of not, though, is she? Because she mm. is. She's trying to steal. And there is that awkward, you know, can, can human beings ever be stolen are we always much more judgmental of women when you know they, they crack on with a man who's attached but she is sort of making all the moves <laughs> so i want to talk about this as part of a wider thing because i want to talk about loyalty in the villa or just loyalty generally there has been a lot of discussion about loyalty this week uh, whether that is between laura and megan and loyalty within friendships or Laura, seems to be always be Laura. Laura and Georgia, loyalty amongst relationships. Um, but this has been the discussion about being loyal in the villa this week. Alex said, whilst it was on the date, you and Alex had a chat, and yeah. apparently you said to him, Wes deserves better than Megan. And to be honest, yeah, it did. really shocked me. Like, what, you're good enough for him, but it's I'm got not. To, it's got nothing to do with me. Because why act like my friend to why my act face? Like my friend and then go and try and get with the guy that I'm seeing? Don't double standard me. She sat in front of us today and said she was a very loyal person, as she always says. Yeah. Knowing that she'd kissed him, why sit there and bullshit? Just by saying you're loyal 20 times a day doesn't make you loyal. It's bullshit. So, Daisy, what does loyalty mean? I guess in the villa, but also within our own wider friendships. What should we be expecting from it? I feel, as someone who is very much entrenched in her early 30s, yep. I'm 33, so I reckon I've got an average of 10 years on um, anyone in the villa. <laughs> and in some ways, they all seem more grown up than me a lot of the time. <laughs> they seem, you know, sort of, they've got personalities, they're much more sure of themselves. But this is, I think, a place where. I feel quite old, but maybe it'd be different if I was single. I don't know. I think that we think of loyalty as being a very solid, unmovable thing. And what's going on in the villa suggests it's open to interpretation. Megan, I'm not, a, I'm not always a fan of Megan. I think she's many, many things. I don't think you can accuse her of not being loyal because I don't know that she's ever... I mean, I know obviously there's her... Her friendship with Samira, 
that yeah. I love. But she's been quite bitchy about Georgia, quite bitchy about Laura. I don't think Megan's ever been inconsistent with the other women in the villa. With the guys and not. <laughs> What's the Walt Whitman line? Um, she is vast and contains multitudes, does Megan. Oh, Daisy, how I love you for bringing poetry into the Love Island podcast. That's amazing. Thank you. Um, so for me, the Megan's loyalty is actually, it's not actually that she's ever disloyal. It's that what she wants is for everyone to like her. So whatever she wants, she thinks you want her to say, that is what she will say. If you're a guy and she thinks you want her to say, I really fancy you, she will say, I really fancy you. If you're a girl and she thinks you want, to say, you want her to say, you look great in that get in that dress and I would never steal your boyfriend she will say I look you look great in that dress and I'll never steal your boyfriend she just says what she thinks people want her to say but then unfortunately that means that her actions don't always match up with what people think she's going to do well I don't because I think loyalty is sort of it's different from that and and I do think that Megan I think it's all the smirking I don't believe anything she says ever from where I'm standing and I don't know why anyone else would so I suppose yeah she I don't think she seems concerned about being liked I think she knows she has a lot of power erotic capital I believe they call it that and is the official term yes I, I genuinely don't think she cares I don't think Megan is morally inconsistent but I think Georgia is but I think that before we judge Georgia we need to <laughs> Look at ourselves. If we ever be morally inconsistent, Harriet. So this, I think, is a really interesting point, and you raised it in our kind of pre-chat before we started recording. And I had this moment where I was like, "Oh my gosh, that is exactly what is happening," which is Georgia believing that she is one thing, and then finding herself in a situation where that belief gets tested, and not quite being able to live up to it. I have definitely been there. It's like, um, God, I'm the weirdest person to ever be on your podcast. I'm going to come back, what Whitman in the Bible? And I can't can't even remember, um, you know, it's Easter. And it's that, you know, Jesus saying, you'll deny my name before the cock cries. No, I won't. I'm going to. And that is what she's doing. Now, I need to confess something terrible and you might just like hang up on me and be like, no, okay. don't it is Jack, isn't it? That Laura is with. That. New Jack. Yes. New yeah. Jack. Oh my God. Since the new people came in, I have just been like a nan watching this. I haven't been able to cope at all. And even like that shock eviction with everyone going, a bit of me is like, oh, thank goodness. Because I just don't have the capacity for that many people. Oh, no, and no, I know. Need- to get a bit clearer so I was like I'm gonna avoid say is it Jack can I can I quickly giggle it it is definitely Jack it is definitely Jack yeah um, I think that what perhaps is so hard is watching at home we have seen Laura in so much pain and I think that's the big thing isn't it it's not just that sort of like sassy gif come to steal your man it's like you Georgia you have seen Laura with Megan and you've seen Laura like crumble and then find strength and also also Georgia you have had that exact same thing with Josh mm-hmm. and uh Kaz um yeah. 
God. I love how I can hear you literally trying to remember her name there, Josh. And uh, yes, I, I, I did the exact thing that Georgia did. Went her like her not so subtle neck where I was going, Kes, Kes, Kes. <laughs> so I'm really shocked by the fact that she has been with Laura through that hideousness and had that experience and empathised and yet gone, hmm. Mm. But may, maybe Jack. Maybe Jack. So I don't know if she actually, uh, so I have another theory. So in my defense of Georgia, I wonder if actually she was just a bit pissed. And I know that I was drunk is no excuse in 2018 for anything, but I sort of saw that and I was like, he's told you that he's definitely into Laura. He's told you that he's kind of not looking for anything else. And yet you have, and whatever she said, she definitely went in to kiss him twice you've gone in to kiss him twice. That to me just strikes me as a woman who's had two glasses too many of Prosecco and is trying her luck. What do you think? Is that, have I just allowed her to kind of essentially sexually harass someone? Well, you know, there's a lot of sun and a lot of alcohol and it's, this is a bit of a controversial one because I truly yeah. think it's different for girls. See, <laughs> my next pretentious reference, I will refer you to Margaret Atwood. Men are afraid, women will laugh at them. Them. women are afraid men will kill them and so I think that it is it's really 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 off when Jack has been clear how he feels about Laura but well I'll, I'll just have a go anyway and we've all been in that situation with all kinds of things where we've told someone what our boundaries are be they personal or professional and so Georgia not just hurting her good friend Laura but trampling all over Jack's boundaries is a bit shitty, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, not that this, this makes it okay, but I wonder if Georgia feels really, really insecure in there because, you know, my goodness, who wouldn't? Mm-hmm. And I don't know how she feels about, or if she knows how she comes across, but I feel like a lot of the guys see Georgia as a kid sister. She seems quite young compared with your, your Megans and your Laura's and your Samiris. She's, she's confident, but it's a different kind of confidence. And I yeah. wonder if it is, it's almost like having a crush on your babysitter's boyfriend or something. I don't want to be, because I know there's yeah. lots of really shitty ageist stuff about Laura and that makes me cross. But Laura does seem like a, a sexy woman and Georgia, you know, doesn't quite. She's kind of, she she's, just seems quite beautiful. Yeah, she feels to me a bit like a girl playing at it. And I think there's also something which is ultimately with age comes self-knowledge. So, you know, I loved Georgia saying to Jack, oh, I got into a three-year relationship when I was 15 and I feel that's taught me a lot and now I'm totally ready to have a serious relationship. And I'm like, Georgia, you're 19. You need to go through so many bad relationships before you're going to know anything about yourself. Is still a teenager. My goodness. And I think as well that when you are with someone for that long, you hold on to a part of yourself, especially yeah. when you're, you know, a really young teenager and you don't kind of grow. So there's a bit of Georgia that's still thinking about relationships in a 15-year-old way. Yeah. So I want to ask you about Laura because you love Laura, don't you? I do. Tell I me really why. Do. Perhaps it is that she's got a bit of gravity. Yeah. She seems to know herself very well. I love that she is openly vulnerable. She seems to understand her vulnerability and own it in a way that 
Megan doesn't look this is a really this is something I question about myself a lot because it's not good but in my personal life I struggle to be friends with girls and women who aren't prepared to say oh god I'm a bit embarrassed about this or I'm a bit crap at this or yeah oh look I've you know fallen asleep and I've like left you know one leg in the sun and I've got a weird stripe on me or something <laughs> and I think that a lot of the people in that you know the boys and the girls the men and the women um they don't maybe have a sense of humor about themselves and I think that Laura really does and I've got a theory that in this the, the conversations we have about confidence we never leave room for people to have a sense of humor about themselves and we've made this generation of millennials well some of the people on the island are probably too young to even be millennials aren't they um yeah they're whatever we, comes below them yeah confidence is all important never admit weakness and it's like you know you know like those really really annoying posh boys who read the art of war at prep school and I just <laughs> and Laura does seem to genuinely be confident in a real a, a real way her confidence is earned and also she's not there to pretend she's perfect and she understands and I think this is perhaps something that only comes with age there's a huge value in being able to say you know what I'm I'm the hurt. I'm not going to pretend this hasn't affected me because it really has. Yeah, I agree. I, I like that about Laura. And I think there is, I mean, there's such an interesting conversation to be had about how we treat self-deprecation. Have you seen, this is off topic, have you seen Nanette by, oh, I can't remember her name, Hannah Gadsby on Netflix? Oh, not yet. I'm desperate to watch that. Daisy, you need to go and watch it immediately. The second we finish this call, go and watch it. Um, but in it, she talks about how if you are in a minority group um, or in a marginalized group, you use self-deprecation in order to have a space at the table. So basically, in order, you kind of put yourself down in order to be accepted by the kind of in power group. And so they'll let you in. And that really struck like a, a big chord for me. I was like, oh, my gosh, have I done that? But then I think what you said is so interesting, which is, there's putting yourself down and actually there's just having a sense of humor about where you are and the situation you're in and being able to laugh at yourself. Absolutely. I do think it's tricky because something I, I do, and I think everyone I know does it to some extent, you want to make the joke about yourself first. It's Nora Ephron's yep. banana film, isn't it? Yeah. If you make the observation, then no one can hurt you with that observation because they can't say anything worse about you than you can say. Um, have you read The Lonely City by Olivia Lamb? No. It's a really great book. It's kind of sort of a memoir, but it's mainly about different New York artists. And I really adored the chapter on Andy Warhol. And she talks brilliantly about the persona that Warhol constructed of being very, very fey and being looking and sounding so sort of distinctive and almost I think two-dimensional like you know the like the Breton and the blonde and the hypercamp and the bitchy like a toddler could do an instantly recognizable impression of (laughs) Andrew Warhol from the way he chose to present himself and I guess now that's if you pull that back to Love Island what Warhol did and I absolutely recommend The Lonely City. It's fantastic. She's got, um, Olivia Lang has a novel out. I think it's called Crudo. Um, <laughs> I need to 
to Google everything. Um, and I've not read that yet, but I'm really excited about it. But The Lonely City is a really, really good, comprehensive kind of 20th century New York art history as well. Um, but yeah, we, we think of personal brand. And obviously that's a really, really big thing for these Love Islanders. And we think of that as being a relatively new kind of post-Instagram concept. But actually, um, I think the people who are going to have a, a good and interesting personal brand are the people who make it really broad. I think of someone like um, Jamila Jamil, who I adore. Yeah. And, you know, she is stunningly gorgeous. She's had this really weirdly compelling career she's still pretty young and she's gone from you know pop world and modeling and being I think famous in the way you could be the most famous in like 2006 to <laughs> being this like Netflix international superstar and being so great on The Good Place so I think that we often only talk about people's personal brands when the brands are a bit clumsily executed um, and they make us shudder a bit, but you know, they're all at it. And that's what I think all of these island, island, God, sorry, all of these islanders have done. Interesting. So Laura's is perhaps a bit smarter and more interesting and more evolved than the rest. So this is interesting because it plays into something else that I noticed this week. So last week on the podcast, I had the fabulous Laura Jane Williams and she reminded us all that Love Island ultimately is a game. So there has to be a certain level of strategy involved. Um, but I hadn't actually seen any of that strategy until Wes decided he was going to graft. Yeah, I'm really sorry for putting you in a shit situation. Hey, though. it's what it is, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Can't really do much about it. So... You have been handpicked. Oh wow! Oh, as wow. to be part of my mission. I like. This. I love a mission. The I mission. Oh, the yeah. mission is get where's the ting. First girl I want to pull is New Ellie. Ellie, New, New Ellie. Ellie. New Ellie. It's a fighting. Yeah. It's someone I didn't really give a chance in Castle Mall. So Ellie first. Megan. As in OG Megan. As OG in, Megan. As in, as in Alex, I'm about to take you go. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Week five and I haven't grafted for a girl yet. I, I, I don't know. I don't think you're ready. Now there's that fantastic clip of Wes saying, this is it, you haven't even seen me grafting yet, you're not even ready for it. I don't think you're ready. And then he went and did it, and I was amazed at the way he played Megan. Megan, who is pretty much one of the biggest players in that villa, he just gave her a a little bit of encouragement, and then a little bit of doubt, and then he showed her he was interested, and then he pulled it away. He was properly playing a game, in a way that I think... The last people to do that really were Adam and again, Megan. Do you think game players are going to survive longer in the villa? And also, is playing a game just a bit of modern relationships? I think that this is possibly a controversial one. Love it. Um, I think lots of fans are quite disappointed by that. I think that we... We love Love Island and we come to Love Island and the thing that maybe sets it apart from other shows is it's a game, but it's real. You know, we are, we the public are voting for the couples we love. We want to see true love. I don't think we want to see manipulation. I don't think we reward manipulation. I think the climate has changed as well in terms of the way we're talking about sexism and feminism and the idea of a man manipulating women it is a tale as old as time and it's still happening in dating now and it's been happening forever and men manipulate women too but I think that it does sit a little bit at odds with what we want to see it doesn't make anyone warm to Wes does it because he's obviously out for himself it makes me think that what kind of relationship could he have with Megan when it's all being hosted <laughs> live? But no, I don't he wants that, do they? And I think that now, because there's so much game playing in dating, the most extreme example is Tinder, which feels more like a video game than anything yeah. else. And obviously, I think nearly all the apps have that kind of, you know, swipey matchy mechanism. And I think that we're watching this because we're craving something old fashioned and rare and special. And what Wes is, it's sort of Shakespearean, isn't it? And it is, as the way you describe it, made me think there's no real skill or strategy. It's just, I think, a little bit of acting. And I mean, I, I guess what it does tell us is you don't have to overthink any of this at all you can play that game by doing very little actual playing yeah um you know some people might who are coming from a very different place than me I don't know I don't know whether people feel like Megan should be getting some kind of comeuppance well so I actually saw it slightly differently so I quite liked watching Wes play his game simply because I thought actually I think this is some quite smart play for what's going on in the villa. So he really likes Megan. He's made that clear. He's really into her. He wants to win her back. But he's also not putting, as they like to say, not putting all his eggs in one basket. Because he's going, I might not be able to win her back. 
And if I'm not, I want to see who else I might have a bit of a connection with and I might quite like. So I'm going to talk to Ellie. I'm going to take Daryl out. Um, he didn't do what I thought he was going to do and what I would have been really annoyed about, which was try and go back to Laura. So I, I gave him props for that. But he was actually like, no, I like you, Megan. I'm going for you and I'm going to make this work. That's how I saw it. Hmm, that Ooh. is very interesting. And I think you're right. It would have been very easy for him to try again with Laura. And I yeah. suspected that's what would happen as well. And also, you know, maybe that's fair that he is not committed to any of these women and he's just trying to get to know them better and, you know, see what develops with who. I think that's fair enough. I think perhaps it was more that he was like, look at me and my clever strategy. I'll make <laughs> her think I like her and then I'll make her think I don't like her. That's what I thought. Gosh, come on. <laughs> that, and it just makes me think he's just such a child about it. And I was watching Alex as well, Dr. Alex. And he was oh. like, look at me, assistant. And I think that, Certainly for Dr. Alex, he kind of enjoys that more yeah. than actually getting to know any of the women he's meant to be getting to know. I think that Dr. Alex needs to be taken out of Love Island and put in the crystal maze. He'd have a much nicer time. <laughs> oh, we're definitely going to have to discuss Dr. Alex in a minute because... Got a text! We've got a text or a WhatsApp message or a tweet or whatever. Um, well, actually, this week, I've been on holiday all week and in the land that communication devices basically forgot. So it is limited this week to my musings of my Love Island WhatsApp group, bless them. And they are asking some big questions this week. So first of all, Daisy, instant impressions. What do you think? Georgia, real or fake? Oh, so Harriet, one nice middle class girl to another. <laughs> Rocked a few keys <laughs> when we have had someone to come round and install some internet or fix a tap. <laughs> and that is Alex's whole of Ireland experience, isn't it? I was just but did you see I've got a little I'm gonna put in a little clip of or try to put in a little clip of Alex talking to Grace. Alex and Grace, where he's telling her, she's asking, you know, what have you boys been talking about? He's like, oh, football. But I prefer rugby, to be honest. I love rugby. So smart. Yeah, what team do you support? Um, like Swansea is like my local football team, so yeah, I definitely support Swansea. Like, is it? Yeah, but they've been relegated now. <laughs> They're in the Premier League now. They're on the Championship. But oh well. Do you for sport football? Do you like anything like that? What's your favourite hobby? What do you like doing? You're not like doing your work. Mm. Um, I'll go to the gym. Uh, believe it or not. And um, I'm just always with my friends. Socialising. Just going well, out, yeah. yeah, just going out mainly. It is the most awkward conversation of all time. How has he ever, ever got anyone to go out with him? I've said this before, but they'll say it again. All I can think of when I see Dr. Alex is Ross in Friends saying, You know that smell gas has? Yeah. They put that in. 
and he is there I guess there is something about that so there is something that he is you know if you liked a kind of awkward geeky man maybe he would be slightly charming I but I just I feel like to go back to the point you made a minute ago I feel like he is not interested in actually getting to know any of the women he is the cleverest 12 year old boy I've <laughs> ever seen you know he is he is doctor clever but he just has zero emotional intelligence He's bad at interacting. He picks up on no clues. When he was talking to Grace and she was talking about not being close with her family and he steamrolled over that. She said something really vulnerable and really interesting and he just ignored it. Who does that? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of an awkward thing to talk about, I guess, but she had put it out there. And I really, really resent this idea that, oh, you know, poor Dr. Alex, he's entitled to find love. No, I wouldn't want any single one of my friends to go out with Dr. Alex. Even anyone who's like, I've been single for 10 years and I just want to have sex and I'll take anything. <laughs> no, no, he's not. I don't think he is kind. I don't think he is cruel, but he lacks dimension because he's so obsessed with the idea of how he exists in other people's imaginations that he has no imagination of his own. And finally, final big discussion in my WhatsApp group, the level of sunburn. The level of sunburn in the villa has reached dangerously high proportions. The producers have apparently banned fake, fake tan. I heard that. <laughs> that. That's, the, that's worse. No, well, no, not quite as bad. <laughs> as bad as the surgery adverts and the pills that make you shit yourself adverts. <laughs> so I actually, I was so, I thought this was so bizarre. It's like, how can they ban fake tan? And then I realized, do you know why they've done it? It's because- Is it because of the laundry situation? Exactly. It's just the level of laundry. That's what is going on there. Shall we change the sheets in the hideaway? No, no, no. <laughs> how is it not? A how is it a luxury villa if they're not changing the sheets on the rag? Um, and I know this is a really controversial one, isn't it? Because I know you stay in a nice hotel or a bad hotel, yeah. to be honest. For the environment, reuse your towels and your bed sheets. And a bit of me is like, on holiday. <laughs> we have nice new things every day because holiday. Like, I don't have kids. I don't drive. I think my carbon footprint is low. I want all the clean laundry all the time as a compensation for that. Change the sheets and yeah, stop. I mean, presumably, like they had a, they all had spray tans before they went in. Because I heard that last year they had an eyelash technician on site for the girls. Wow. I'd go in the villa for that. <laughs> I don't know. I. That's possibly why um, Danny always wears such enormous sunglasses. Because she's so laden with lashes, she has to keep them in somehow. <laughs> Who was it the other day I was looking at them and I was like, I cannot see your eyes for eyelashes. I feel maybe it was Kaz. I'm going to go back and re review it and see which one it is. Nearly at the end of the show, before we do, it's time for our weekly Heroes and Villains. So my hero this week, it's controversial. You're not going to agree, Daisy. Wes, I know, I know. But for me, I really enjoyed watching him keep his cool when he got dumped. Go back, 
reassess, think about how he was going to deal with it differently and come back and create some great TV. So I really appreciated him for that. My villain of the week. Uh, oh, hang on. I'm, this is what happens when you're recording on holiday. A small cat has appeared from nowhere and is currently trying to drink my cappuccino. Off you go. Um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> the, the reality of holiday life. Uh, this doesn't happen in the villa. Uh, my villain of the week. It's, I've actually got to you. It's Alex and Grace for really that interaction by the pool and showing humanity at its absolute lowest ebb. When you have nothing more to say about yourselves than I really like rugby and on my day off I do beauty maintenance, I just feel neither of you are contributing to this show. Get out. I feel quite angry with them. <laughs> more angry than I realised, actually. Daisy, heroes and villains. Ooh, I do want to speak up for Grace as well because that, she just sounded so sad in that chat. <laughs> So, my goodness, you know, Love Island is doing nothing else. It's contributing to a culture in which women feel obliged to do a day of beauty maintenance on a day off. That is um, true. I do think you're right about Wes in that, if nothing else, great telly. Um, is Georgia a villain? I almost feel like I want to sort of, she's not a villain, but I want to put her in detention or something. This is like a, a formal warning. <laughs> Georgia. So, we all make mistakes, love, but no, not this. You don't want to do this. Um, oh, hang on one second. There's also a small dog. There's, I'm, I'm just, I'm like, I'm like the Dr. Doolittle of the holiday situation right now. All the animals are coming to me. Is with you or has it just turned up? They've all just appeared. I don't know where they've come from. I should say that I'm recording this in essentially a small shed. It's a very weird situation this week. Right. Georgia is on a warning. She's the villain. Do you have a hero for this week? Ooh. Oh, I'm just not going to give it to Laura because I feel like she needs something nice. You know, I wish I could send her a quick Bloom and Wild or a <laughs> John Lewis gift voucher or something and just say, keep your pecker up, love. <laughs> well, if, um, tell you what, if we find a sponsor for the podcast, what I'll do with that money is I'll skywrite it for her. Say, don't worry, Laura, you're our hero of the week. It's going to be okay. Oh, that's a great idea. <laughs> Laura. I love you, Laura. <laughs> so we are nearly at the end of the show, but here is your weekly reminder that this podcast isn't just a game. It's my whole career. God damn it. So if you want to help this podcast find true love with someone who's going to pay it £50,000 to sponsor it, hi, misguided, then do me a favour and couple up with me. Review, rate and subscribe, please. Makes me so happy. Um, and finally, it's time for one of the islanders to give us some deep wisdom about love. It's a girl, and before you all go complaining that I only pick the girls, it's because the boys have yet to show they've got any wisdom at all, let alone when it comes to matters of the heart. Sorry, but there it is. Anyway, this week's wisdom is short and sweet, and it comes from Laura. I know you really like her. Do not let her treat you like a mug. Big thank you to my amazing guest, the fabulous Daisy Buchanan. If you want to come and chat all things Love Island with me or Daisy, you can come and find us on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Harriet Minter and Daisy. On Twitter, I'm at NotRollerGirl. On Instagram, please follow me on Instagram. I have no follow. I'm desperate. It's the Daisy B. The like Daisy B. Like a but like a, a bumblebee. Like a bumblebee. Like a bumblebee. <laughs> 
We will be here again, same time, same place, next week with Undercover Lover, the unofficial podcast of Love Island 2018. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.